Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Sound. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line coming to you after the Nationals' 8-1 win over the Mets. They open up a 10-game lead in the division, magic number down to nine, a big loss for the Mets. Uh, we'll start with Matt Latos on the mound, Dave. Didn't know what to expect from him. Uh, 1.06 ERA and three starts at AAA Syracuse. Also made three starts at the Gulf Coast League uh, affiliate as he was trying to get back in shape after Nationals signed him. He had a 3.99 FIP in 17 innings over that stretch at AAA, making his first MLB start since June after two relief appearances with the Nats. Uh, who knocked him around in the White before the White Sox released him in that last start in June? Uh, Dusty Baker talked before the game and after the game about this being an opportunity for him to kind of reestablish himself and show the baseball world that he can still get out there and go as a starter. Uh, gave up a leadoff double by Jose Reyes, sacked by by Jonas Cespedes. They made it one nothing after one. Uh, ended up going four and a third, one run on three hits. Left the game in the fifth after. Uh, Everyone was kind of pointing towards the fastball that he threw. The velocity was way down on. Apparently it was a hamstring injury, though. I don't know if that was related to uh, the velocity on that pitch, but they said they got him out of there early. Didn't think it was a big deal. So a crisis averted, at least. Doesn't seem like it was a horrible injury with the Nationals with all the stuff that's been going around. I'm sure everyone was thinking worst-case scenario first, but a decent outing by Latos. He also managed to hit a home run while he was in the game. Yeah, you know, um, We've mentioned this a couple of times about how, you know, if Latos can, can maintain 94, 95, 96, as opposed to the 91, 92 that he was throwing earlier in the season, that um, that he might be a usable pitcher going forward. Um, we also talked the other night about um, candidates for the fourth spot in the Nets uh, playoff rotation, and we didn't mention Matt Latos once. Um, today we might have found out a little bit about how the Nets are thinking, of course, Latos had to beg out of the game, and Ray Lopez came in later on and uh, gave him three shutout, no-hit innings. So, um, you know, maybe they were thinking one way before the game and one way after the game. But, um, you know, uh, Latos was pretty good while he was in there. Uh, You know, gave up a couple of walks, um, gave up a couple of hits, but but was able to limit the damage and, um, you know, had had the tater for good measure. That's always fun when the pitcher homers. But, um, again, I think – um, and maybe not even just for this season, but I think um, the Nats are looking, you know, a- ahead with Matt Latos to see if he can contribute to this team, um, you know, not only in the playoffs, but maybe next year too. You know that he's got a good history with the manager. Um, he has done what the team has asked him to do here coming in, uh, going down to the minors, getting in better shape, rediscovering the fastball. And, um, you know, he could be insurance against, um, Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo, Reynaldo Lopez not ready for the rotation next year. Doghouse, Dusty Baker talked about him after the game, offered his thoughts on Latos' outing. He said he had good mound presence. He was throwing downhill. He had a good cutter and had jammed a couple guys. Uh, he had pretty good command with his fastball and his changeup. He also said, I've seen him hit before, and I know he can hit, and he thinks he can hit, which is half of hitting. Uh, he really crushed that fastball that he hit out of the park. Uh, a good uh, debut as a starter for the Nationals. Unfortunately, it didn't last long, and hopefully that, the leg injury isn't anything that keeps him out for any amount of time because there's not much time left in the season here, and if he wants to reestablish himself, uh, he's going to have to do it in a short period towards the end of the season here. Yeah, uh, and I, I actually 
pulled up his stats, uh, his game log from tonight's uh, uh, outing on Brooks Baseball, just uh, in curiosity here. And uh, he he was hitting up, you know, 94-95 on the, on the four seam and the cutter. You know, he was throwing the two seam at 93. So, you know, he's he's got decent velo out there right now. Uh, he's getting some reasonable movement. The control numbers tonight, not quite where we'd like them to be, but he got some strikeouts and, for the most part, uh, did not give up a lot of hard contact. Uh, he was also reasonably efficient. Uh, so, you know, perfectly serviceable. You know, this this would be uh, a reasonable geo outing, I think, uh, if, uh, if we were coming over trying to, you know, put the happy face on a game. So uh, I think uh, I, I, I don't remember what day he joined the roster, so I'm honestly not sure if he's eligible for the playoff rotation or not. Uh, but he may be making a reasonable case for himself if it's nothing serious that he went out of the game with. Dave on the mound for the Mets. I don't know how much we want to talk about Rafael Montero. He wasn't around long. Twenty-five uh, year old Dominican born right-hander, making his third start uh, for the Mets. Two eight nine ERA, ten walks, seven Ks, and nine in the third. And first two outings, uh, he held hitters to a one fifty six, three fifty seven, three forty four line. Loaded the bases with no outs in the first. Uh, walked the Harper was in the first. Yeah. Walked to Harper, uh, 1-1 at that point. Latos crushes a 3-1 fastball on the second. Solo shot to make it 3-1 at that point. Uh, Rendon, they walked Bryce Harper, which is what I really want to talk about here. (laughs) Get to Anthony Rendon, uh, a three-run jack at that point, 6-1 in the game. Uh, I don't know what they're watching over the last couple weeks, but walking Bryce Harper there doesn't seem like a great decision. Uh, Chase Hughes, uh, CSN, uh, Coach Anthony Rendon fully understood the Mets' decision to intentionally walk Harper before his home run, but admitted it's almost like a slap in the face. <laughs> kind of hard not to take it that way, and I'm not sure what to make of the decision to walk Harper, who's been struggling to get to Rendon, who's been crushing the ball recently. Well, there are some factors that go into this decision-making process, but the bottom line is, is that if your pitcher doesn't have the acumen to make the strategy work, then you shouldn't do it. Um, neither of the gentlemen that took the mound wearing Mets jerseys in the first two or three innings um, are reasonably talented major league pitchers. They are uh, scrubs that are that are up here at the end of the season because the Mets are down to their seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth starting pitchers. So, um, really, if you're gonna if you're gonna intentionally walk Bryce Harper to face Anthony Rendon um, that early in the game. Uh, you better damn well get him out. And the, the Mets just didn't have the horses to do that. It's silly to try to employ strategy uh, when the guys that you're pitching over the first three innings, over the first four innings, walk six batters uh, in, in four innings. It's just um, you should tell your guys out there to throw strikes and go after hitters as opposed to putting more base runners on in front of arguably you know one of the Nats' best three hitters over the last three months. Um, since the first of May, it's just it's silly to employ strategy if you don't have the horses to pull it off. Yes, and I missed that bases loaded walk there in the first. That's where I was searching for that second run before Latos' home run made it three to one. Uh, RBI single by Wilson Ramos in the fourth, seven uh, one at that point. Ryan Zimmerman, the most hated player in the nation's capital, apparently another RBI single to make it eight to one. Doghouse. Uh, Jim Henderson comes on first pitch he throws. He hits Danny Espinosa square in the back the 20th hit-by-pitch of the season. 
at some sort of, I missed what the record was, but he's one of a few people to hit 20 home runs and take 20 hit by pitches in a season. Uh, <laughs> 2020, 2020, the hard way. But um, good to see Ryan Zimmerman get on the, get in on the scoring a little bit there. They're having a rough time in comment sections around the nation's capital where people are wondering when in when it, they're going to give up on Zimmerman finally uh, go with someone else at first base the way he struggled, but. Everyone contributed to the offense tonight. They really pounded the Mets here and put a Mets really needed a win. They didn't get it tonight and they got knocked around on top of it. Garbage time stat padding by Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the heck of it was that was probably the most weekly hit ball he had uh on the evening. You know, we were texting back and forth a little bit earlier in the game that uh you know, even before Zim went on the DL, he had about the highest exit velocity among first basemen in the NL. Uh, he hits the ball hard, but that's baseball. Sometimes you can hit the ball hard right at people, and he's been doing that pretty much all season. You know, we, we saw that in uh, in the, the, the last couple of games. Zim's been making some great contact, and it's right up there on the scoreboard. You see that exit velocity like 105 miles an hour straight into somebody's glove. Not finding a hole, not not even just a hole, just going like two steps away from the from uh, from a fielder instead of uh, directly at him. Um, you know, w- which is not to say Zim is the Zim of 2009 or 10. You know, obviously he isn't, but he isn't as bad as he looks now. And uh, okay, we only have one RBI to show for it tonight. But uh, I, I still think he'll come around a little bit. Regression works both ways, up and down. And I, I think he'll come back uh, more in the up direction than staying down where he is going forward. That said, what a bunch of no-names that the Mets rolled out today to pitch. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I recognized anyone's name until about the sixth inning when uh, Verrett came in and I realized that they were officially giving up. Uh, that was that has to have been a tough game as a Mets fan, which makes it even sweeter for me. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned Ronaldo Lopez's outing. There's a, been some disagreement among scouts about where he's going to end up eventually if he can't uh, get through three or four or five innings, six innings a night. Uh, he might end up being a reliever. A lot of scouts think that's where he inevitably ends up. Uh, Mike Rizzo, for one, still seems to think of him as a starter, as he said in recent interviews, and Lopez is coming back up. Ends up with a long relief outing tonight. Goes three uh, innings, gets the win for his work on the mound. Two walks over that time, but as you mentioned, no hits, no runs allowed. Uh, from what you've seen of him so far, have you made a decision where you think he ends up eventually? Do you think he at 22, 23? We probably should wait a little while on that one. Or is what do you think of his? What do you from Lopez overall so far? Well, you know that that's a great question. Uh, we have seen spectacular things out of Reynaldo Lopez. We've also seen um, some very decidedly unspectacular things. If you look at his body of work, body of work in the minor leagues this year, uh, he was outstanding. I mean, he had, um, I think, eight or ten games of 10K strikeouts. Um, so so we've decided that he's, a, he's definitely a major league pitcher. He doesn't really have anything to learn left in the minor leagues other than uh, fine-tuning uh, that fastball command, and I really think that's going to have to come at the major league level because minor league hitters uh, will swing at just about anything. So 
uh, he's got to be on the major league roster next year to see that if he can uh, fine tune that 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 um, command. And it's different than control. Control is throwing strikes. Command is throwing strikes where you want them, and that's something that that he still needs to work on. You can get away uh, with not having fine uh, command uh, in the bullpen if you're if you're out there pumping 97, 98, um, and, and the assortment of, of other pitches that he has could be very devastating in a short relief role. That said, he's got three major league pitches, and if you've got three major league pitchers, pitches and the stamina, you want that guy starting. So I think the Nats are going to give him every opportunity to prove to them that he is a starting pitcher um, with, the, with the knowledge in their back pocket that this guy could end up being a, just a devastating short reliever. I went back and looked because it was bothering me. I couldn't remember what the Danny Espinosa stat was. Uh, he said 20th different player in MLB history with 20 hit by pitches and 20 home runs in the same season. So 2020 across the board. He's the first switch hitter to do it, apparently, according to the Nationals via Stats MLB. So there's actual info on that one. Before we get out of here, Doghouse, Daniel Murphy just continues to haunt his former team in his first season with the Nationals, three for five on a night. Um, with three left with the Mets, he started the night 25 for 63. That's a 397, 426, 778 line, three doubles, seven home runs, 24, 21 RBIs in 16 games. Uh, with his first hit tonight, he has hits in all 17 games against the Mets. Ended up adding two doubles, his fourth and fifth against the Mets this year. Three for five at the plate, one run scored. Uh, <laughs> you got to think he, there's some motivation for him to go out there and show the Mets that they made his mistake by not bringing him back. But the numbers he's just put up against them are ridiculous this season. I'd just like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that I was against the Murphy signing. I thought this was a bad idea that the Mets overpay for this has-been, never-will-be, stone-gloved, lightning-in-a-bottle-will-never-be-good-again albatross at the Keystone. I'm so glad I was so wrong. <laughs> we did get to enjoy him watching him getting Charlie Brown out there in a short right field on a line drive. <laughs> Didn't come up with the ball, ended up throwing it in barehanded with his glove and his hat left behind him. So that was fun to see after another night of dominating the Mets at the plate. Uh, that's about it. I want to go home and go to sleep. It's been a long day. Match Nightly is sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Two more with the Mets in the next two days. Tomorrow night at 7.05 again, if I can scroll over on my little pad here. Cindergaard versus A.J. Cole. Uh, second of three, 4.05 on Wednesday. But Nats get the win tonight, 8-1, and 86-58 on the year. Nats nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. I'll talk to you, gents, after the game tomorrow night. Go Nats.